Good morning, everybody. How are you? Hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode of Shot of Philosophy. This morning, I've got my coffee here, some Italian music, and we're looking at the Gregory Hayes translation of Marcus Aurelius' Meditations once again. And we're discussing the following quotes. This is on page 49. This is number 51. And I think this is another one that's a little bit, at least for me, I think my interpretation, I'm not sure how, uh, how clear it will be. Um, but I like this idea. So he tells himself, take the shortest route, the one that nature planned to speak and act in the healthiest way. Do that and be free of pain and stress, free of all calculation and pretension. So for me, I think like the first part of this implies, at least to some degree, that we know what is essential, right? We are, which is to say we know what we should be doing and we sort of at least have a direction that we know we're going in, right? Because to take the, to tell yourself to take the shortest route to me is like you at least know there's a route to be taken, right? And maybe that's not the case, and you know, but I mean, maybe that's not what he meant. But for me, I think the thing that comes to my first here is try to stick to doing what's essential and stick to doing those necessary tasks on a regular basis very well. So don't add unnecessary stuff unnecessary thoughts, unnecessary actions, unnecessary feelings to your life, right? And I think in the next line, we, we kind of get, we even sort of get his, uh, his aim, right? Or his destination, which is health, right? To speak and act in the healthiest way. Another great quote from this book, I've repeated this a million times. It's one of my mantras. I think it's safe to say that at this point is be healthy in word. So I think that starts for me, you know, be healthy in the way you speak, but also be healthy in the way you use and engage with words as frequently as possible. So you speak and when you speak, you hear yourself. So there's a kind of like a triple engagement there, right? Because you're thinking the thoughts, speaking the thoughts and hearing the thoughts. You hear the thought, uh, not the thoughts, you don't hear, you do not hear the thoughts of others. You hear the words of others, right? Obviously, so that, that's another engagement. You read words constantly. That's another engagement. Hopefully, you're adopting some type of uh, philosophical journaling practice as Marcus is doing here. So you're writing words maybe on a daily basis or a regular basis. So all these word engagements, right, they populate our lives really meaningfully. And we have to give those direction. So I think a part of what we're doing here, maybe to combine my first couple notes of interpretation is like, well, if we start removing unnecessary stuff, we'll have more time to focus on what is necessary. And for the Stoics, there is no good life outside of a morally good life. Right. So what they care about is your virtue. Right. And I think when their perspectives and when their roles in society and how they influence society is considered, they want that for the individual, which I think in their way of thinking is another way of of, uh, of saying they wanted it for society. Right. Because, as I said, Epictetus was a teacher. He was a public figure. Marcus Aurelius, of course, Roman emperor. A lot of other, you know, ancient Greek and Roman philosophers either directly advertise their schools to the masses, right? They wanted everyone in their schools and or they worked with like leaders in society to try to make them just. So they would then lead justly. And of course, as leaders, they're impacting a lot of people. So it, it was this concern for the individual and also this concern for society that I think, you know, really worked hand in hand nicely for these philosophies. Um, that being said, Right for Marcus, you're telling himself as a leader and as a person leading his own life to aim for healthiness 
and the way you speak, the way you act. And I think the obvious remark here also would be, since he's writing to himself, addressing his thoughts and feelings, he also wants to think and feel in a way that's as healthy as possible. So if it's speak, act, think, feel, that's pretty much a well-rounded conception or understanding of like what it means to be a person, right? When we think and we feel we're influencing ourselves, when we act and we speak, we're also influencing ourselves. But of course, we're acting and speaking in the world. So we're influencing others as well. And all of those things connect, right? So I like this a lot. Take the shortest route. Don't, as I said, don't get distracted and don't add unnecessary stuff. So for me, this raises great questions where it's like on a daily basis, perhaps we could start there. Where am I adding things that don't need to be there? And then how do we know what needs to be there? Well, we could ask, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it serving me? Is it serving anyone around me? Right? Or is it damaging me and the people around me? Something really can't be all that necessary if it isn't fair, if it isn't truthful, if it isn't helpful, and if it isn't helping anybody make progress. Right? So with the with the Greek conception of eudaimonia I mentioned, I think a couple episodes ago, right? It's a larger understanding of, let's say, like of joy and happiness. It's it's like, you know, when we say the pursuit of happiness, I don't think that that's like the best thing to think about first, right? Eudaimonia is this idea that we pursue more so, or we should more so pursue. Let me get coffee here. I'm getting my sentences all messed up. All right. We should pursue a bigger idea than happiness, right? So eudaimonia, as I, as I may have mentioned, is fulfillment. It's working and striving on a regular basis, daily basis to leave the world better as a result of your presence, as a result of your life and feeling fulfilled in that process. So it makes room, of course, for happiness and joy, but it also makes room for suffering, for challenging ourselves, right? It's it's adding purpose, I think, into the conversation in a very meaningful way and giving us, to relate to Marcus's quote here, something else to strive for, right? The root should end or should pursue or should constantly be imbued by and accompanied by a sense of eudaimonia. Because again, that makes room for the suffering. That makes room for boredom. That's a big word too. I think that's a really interesting, I want to find some quotes on boredom and talk about how boredom is difficult, but it also can be very useful, right? Because if you listen to yourself carefully in boredom, you kind of find out who you are. Because you'll be, when you're bored, right? To me, boredom is like, it's not just that you have nothing to do. It's that you have nothing to do and you want something to do. It's that you have this energy that you're having difficulty channeling because the external world maybe isn't offering you a way to express yourself, right? Well, those, let's say, um, inclinations to express oneself, those are kind of show your your priorities. Those, those will show you a lot about the way you view yourself. Why are you bored? Would, this, you know, would everyone be bored by this? What is it about you that makes you bored in this situation and makes you not bored in another situation? Right? So all these things are sort of pathways to eudaimonia and they give us inclinations or hints as to the routes we should take. And again, the great advice he's giving himself here is when you're on that route, take the shortest one. Don't create your own roadblocks. And as we said, I think a few episodes ago too, don't sit and wonder why there might be something in your way. Get around it if you can. And definitely don't add stuff into your own path that obstructs your progress in eudaimonia. 
And of course, the, the, the stoic notion here, and I love this, right? Do that and be free of pain and stress. That's really key for their philosophy. Among others, too, we sort of get a little bit, I think, to an extent here, the Epicureans were th thinking a lot about pursuing pleasure, right? So when you pursue pleasure, their idea would be, you know, if you do it correctly, and they get a bad, a bad reputation, but ultimately their conceptions of pleasure was like, you know, you had three levels. Level one is what is natural and what is necessary. That's where we should focus, breathing, eating, right? For examples, why, you know, that might be one of the reasons why, and there are other reasons too, of course, like a lot of uh, meditation practices revolve around breathing. The Epicureans grappled with that. Like we should focus on what's natural and what's necessary as our greatest and most frequent and intense sources of pleasure in life. The next would be what is natural. No. Yeah, what is natural, but what is not necessary. No, sorry. What is necessary, but what is not natural. That's a good one. Yeah, that's it. And the third one is what is not natural and what is not necessary. So the third one would be like fame. So if you are trying to get famous, not a good idea. And in the most literal way possible, right? Or let's say to focus on getting famous, not a good idea. To have some desire to be well-known for your work, I don't think is the worst thing in the world. Right? But we have the differences between breathing and being famous. You know, there's an ocean between those things. And I think a lot of times fame messes with people. One, I have no experience with this, obviously, right? But when I observe others and I see other people, you know, like in our culture too, we're obsessed with celebrity, which I don't think is a good idea either. But I think a lot of times people who, who are famous have some self-destructive habits. A part of that might be because they get so caught up in the fame, they forget to appreciate, or let's not even like that word, right? They forget to take pleasure in and find fulfillment in and find purpose in things like, meditation or things like breathing, things like enjoying a glass of water, right? We should never forget the quote unquote, and I don't even like this word because of the way we understand it, the simple things. Because I think when we think the simple things, oh, who wants those? Well, that's literally what life is. Everyone, again, what is natural and what is necessary are the things that we're all doing. Nobody escapes those. So why not find them pleasurable and purposeful? Why not, again, experience those things with the sense that we're on a route to purpose and fulfillment and service instead of ignoring them and yearning and desiring all these other things, right? Even to apply it really directly, this Epicurean idea a little bit to Marcus, which sort of doesn't make sense because he was a Stoic student and the Epicureans like a competing school. That being said, the Stoics, I think it was Cicero, even said like, yeah, you might be a Stoic student, but don't be a Stoic all the time. The Stoics actually, in a number of uh, readings and texts, openly say like, yeah, if we can, if you can correct us, we'll openly like, we'll admit we're wrong and we'll try to understand your idea. So that it was a school that was flexible in that regard too, which I think makes a lot of sense because to be dogmatic is to be the opposite of a philosopher, right? Or to be the opposite of someone pursuing wisdom. If you're pursuing, you're pursuing. Let's pursue. Good sentence. Um, you know, you got to always be examining and flexible and open to ask questions and learn, right? So to kind of combine these ideas a little bit, um, we add a lot of that stuff to, to our routes, right? We add desires for pleasures that won't really be fulfilling. Not only that, we add that perception, right? So we add the desire and then we bolster or we augment or we make larger these desires for stuff that isn't going to fulfill us.
We make that ourselves. We think once we get to X, Y, or Z place in life, we're going to be this and that. And it it really makes the route much more difficult because it's a falsehood. Instead of, once again, appreciating what is. We'll definitely do at some point an episode on the myth of Sisyphus. I'm re-listening to it, an audiobook. Um, it's a great piece by Albert Camus. And it sort of speaks to that as well, right? This idea we're always in a process. We're always on a route as long as we're alive, right? Don't add stuff to it. Act, speak in the healthiest way. So think about this a little bit, right? How do you add stuff? What routes are you on? What are what are the destinations of these routes? And how do we make sure that we're setting ourselves up correctly such that we speak, act, think, and feel healthy? And one route to that, I think, is hopefully to understand a little bit better about which, or let's say, the ways in which we choose pleasures and engage in pleasures. Kind of went in a Picarian route this morning, which is interesting. Do you enjoy things as much as you can that are natural and necessary? Breath, movement eating, drinking, right? Do you take the time to acknowledge these things, to appreciate these things? It's all part of the route that we're on. Do you speak in a healthy way and do you act in a healthy way? Really good questions too this raises, I think. How might your pain and stress decrease if you take this advice that Marcus is giving himself? By taking the shortest route, by looking at the way you're currently moving and seeing what you could remove. Which thoughts aren't, again, truthful or helpful? Try to when they arise, try to respond to them differently, shorter. Don't engage with them in the same way as you always do. We can do that. Self-writing, philosophical journaling really helps. Have some pre- preparation, right? Have some thoughts ready to go that'll prompt you to think and feel in a different way. Have some routines on a daily basis that you commit to. Start small, see how, how they feel to get us into a healthier speaking and acting habit. Hope this was helpful. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you soon.